Before we go too off the, the rails, we're going to go back to some a little bit of religion here. We're going to talk about Midnight Mass that is on Netflix. It is a Netflix series that is out here doing its thing. Uh, let's jump right into it. Jason, what did you think of Midnight Mass on Netflix? All right. This show, uh, I, I believe it's another one of uh, Michael Flynn. I believe the director, creator, slash creator's name is. Um, Jaron, fact check me on that. But he has a number of other Netflix shows. Uh, the Haunting Hill House, the Haunting of Fly Manor, mm-hmm. uh, Gerald's Game. Uh, yes. And he has been knocking it out of the park for the most part. Uh, and in this show, I feel like, and this one of the shows that was a personal thing for him. It's his first non-adapted work. This is actually 100%. I mean, he could probably, you know, make, a, you know, aspirations towards Salem's Lot. But this is something mm-hmm. that he created himself. And uh, yeah, this show very much a slow burn not a lot of jump scares even though there's one that fucking like ah <laughs> mm. but like you know visual storytelling the uh characters in this show the talk the discussions of religion and what they mean what it means to people um and also the conversations about death and what that means for people oh my god i just i ate everything up on this and you know the way that things were made that you know there wasn't really even though that bad things were happening people were doing it in their minds for a good reason they were you know uh father paul was in his mind was trying to save his town and you know help out his loved ones of course he went in a very shitty direction with it but he didn't have any like it wasn't like an animosity sort of thing it wasn't like he did it out of hate or jealousy unlike uh What's her face? The Bev Bev Keenan. Bev, Bev Keenan, who oh. is a just a despicable human being. You mean the but Kirkland the-, the Kirkland brand Dolores Umbridge? <laughs> Shit, she's worse than Dolores Umbridge in my book. Oh. That bitch. But yeah, every part of this, like I I love poor uh, Matt Schofield or <laughs> Matt uh, Saracen from uh, uh, Friday Night Lights. I can't remember Riley. That's the character name. Oh, main guy. Main I, guy. Like it's just. <laughs> I love this show. It was just so good. There was things in there that uh, uh, that really, really hit me in my heart, my my feels. Um, at first, you know, you have the fact that Riley has kind of embarrassed his family by, you know, killing this poor young woman. He feels, you know, completely terrible about it. He feels that he's a waste of a human being. You have his dad, who's kind of like estranged from him because of, and it wasn't even really because of what the actions that he did. It was because of a whole other things. But you also have the, the fact that, you know, his dad, because of this religious figure coming back to town, was like, hey, I'm sorry that I treated you like shit because I just couldn't, I just didn't know how to deal with it. I'm sorry. And he actually apologizes to his son. And, you know, things like that don't happen in real life very often where you, your parents or people, your loved ones come to you and say, you know, I'm sorry for my part in, in the way I've made you feel, you know? And I thought those, those little moments like that were just wonderful and excellent. And uh, there's not it helps, much. It I helps when a wheelchair bound girl is is is. Oh, like, dude, yeah, giving that her part was, Yeah, <laughs> where she forgave, uh, you know, Joe. Oh, and like because Joe didn't even forgive himself. Joe, right? Didn't like Joe hated himself for what he did to her. He's trying to drink and himself to death. He he was yeah he was trying literally trying to drink himself to her. He never wanted her forgiveness because he couldn't forgive himself. And the fact that she. Like, not only tells him how he made her feel, but then in the end forgives him. 
and this is the whole show is about it's just like finding your own forgiveness in the things that in the things that you've done um especially at the end when all this the bad stuff happens you know a lot of the, the characters like they realize what they did was wrong and they just you know had to seek forgiveness amongst themselves because you know <laughs> they ain't shit else was happening sorry jared mm-hmm. spoiler for you sure yeah but it's it's just like one of those shows that like the ending is so bitter but it's also very sweet that you i just can't help but but love this mm. stuff like this so I don't want to get into. There's so much going on that I cannot get into, like all like the specifics of it. But there is mm. so much going on in this. There's so many like different twists and turns and things. Uh, but the one spoiler that I will say: it's a motherfucking vampire. Y'all should have known that from the beginning. <laughs> it's a fucking vampire. Yeah. Look like an angel to me. <laughs> don't look like no motherfucking angel God, like that. That's angel, a fucking yeah. vampire right there. You should have saw that from the fucking get go. But understand. Why you weren't weren't thinking straight because you were senile and you had dementia, but yeah, I love this show. <laughs> Going to yeah, Jason Turner uh, Park. <laughs> no, no, I mean you. You know, I'm the resident probably horror guy on the show for the most part. Everything you said, I mean, even from the Salem Lot thought process, everything right there with the the only issue I had is that I feel like he was he was telling such a big story. That it felt like he had to rush it to the ending, and I because look, you're right, a lot of the things they were hitting on, a lot of the conversations they were having were just gold. I mean, the, the PTA meeting conversation, oh my I could have watched, awesome. I could have watched 10 more minutes of that. Like, wait, just, the one like, with the Bible, the where they're upset about, the yeah, Bible yeah, yeah, out? yeah, yeah, and so I could have watched 10 more minutes of that. Um. The conversation with the death thing I thought was kind of cheesy, and I think that's because the character of Riley, the guy that plays him, he's just not a strong actor, and it, it's cool. Chris Harrison, man, it's he's cool. just not strong. <laughs> yeah, he's just not a strong actor, man. In this, let me say that. In this, he doesn't <laughs> seem very. He didn't know how to emote very well, and he just didn't seem as troubled as we would like. He just his troubled look was look sad. That shows your trouble. Like it wasn't any nuance to it. I did like him and him and you know. You know, Pastor Paul's conversation, even when he, you know, what happens with them, and he's talking about, you know, him forgiving himself and why he can forgive himself for his act, but why you he couldn't. And I thought that was a very great conversation. Also, the thing I love the most about this is that you could tell this is probably written by somebody who is probably the average person when it comes to religion. Depending on what day you talk to me, it will determine how religious I probably am that day, depending on what's going on. And it felt like that for this movie, because the different characters fleshed out different aspects of the whole religious spectrum, from yeah. the non-believers to the doubters, to the people that believe in science, to the overzealous, to the ones that blindly follow, to the ones that don't question. Like, all the spectrums you can think about religion-wise that you have with people that are in and out of it, it hit very well. Uh, and I thought that was a very... Very, very poignant thing. The only other end of that, it was sometimes conversations that were had that I thought was just, hey, we're trying to make this character a little more fleshed out. So let's have this conversation to make you feel it fleshed out. Like like the sheriff. The conversation with the scientist. The sheriff? <laughs> we, 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 yeah, sheriff the sheriff. Like we didn't need the whole 9-11 and blah, blah, blah. He literally could have said that whole conversation is, you want me to go look under this church? When people there think I'm fucking Osama bin Laden, 
would have summed it all up for us. And we'd have been like, cool. His son said yeah. earlier they left because of racism. I didn't need this whole 9-11 stuff. I, I didn't need it. And I felt like, yeah, it was cool. But who was that for? That's kind who of was that conversation for? Yeah, yeah. And, but I'm saying, even that, like, I think all the conversations had a purpose for people in a certain state of minds. Who was that conversation for? Because the people that don't believe in the racism in the police department aren't going to listen to him and go, you know what? He's right. Maybe the police department should be held accountable. And the people who already know it, like us, we're not looking at it and going, I'm so glad they put this out on TV. Like, no, <laughs> if you either you know or you don't, it, it didn't really, it, it, it didn't fit a narrative there. I think it just was there because they wanted you to try to relate to him or feel something for him. So what ended up happening to him is a more tragic moment. But it, it, it didn't translate for me very well on that one. So it was some moments in some conversations that I'm like, you could have skipped out, but. All in all, like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And to your angel and vampire thing, here is my over-resounding theory on it, is that none of us have seen an angel that we can talk about. We know what white Jesus looks like, and we know what white <laughs> angels look like. Does not mean that's what Jesus or angels really look like. I know what creating looks like. But <laughs> and then even the point of them even saying, every time that he was, they showed him, he made the comment about how in the Bible everybody was fearful of angels. Yeah. Now, if we talk about the angels that are drawn on glass, that are blonde hair, blue eyes with wings, no one's going to be afraid of that. So you have to make the assumption by just a, just a push of logic that something about angels looked weird to what human beings perceived it to be. And that's why in the Bible they all were afraid of it. Which, bring in vampire, homie. That is something that if I saw walking down the street, I would be freaked out about. So when you tell me that, hey, this is what a real angel looks like, and that's why everybody in the Bible was freaked out, I'm going to be like, that makes sense, because, you know, that dude looked like a vampire. <laughs> and I'm going to rock with it. Like, Especially if like you one of those Nosferatu like, vampires, too, not one but, of those. Yeah, like, but also put in context, too, that these people in this congregation have seen the impossible, impossible being done. So if that guy who's been doing the impossible tells me I have nothing to fear from this vampire, I'm not going to fear the vampire. I think that's an easy, logical thing to say from yeah, making a chick walk, from making people younger, from curing people from blind, all the time he's done. I'm going to believe the, the pastor at this point because he's done so much great stuff. I yeah. agree to you up to the point where they're like, hey, drink this rat poison. <laughs> then I'm like, mm, nope. Mm, yeah, this, yes. is well, I, this is a call now. This is a call now, and I'm, I'm going to leave. <laughs> I was going to say for us that that is the blackness in us, because we know how many times. I mean, you said the cult shit. Cults happen, yeah. yeah. And there ain't a lot of us in these cults that is happening to. So it's very believable for me that they would have drank that. Rap Jones, I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's why I said the whole. Because even at first, I was like, that's kind of whack. That like this, they're believing this vampires, and I'm like, yeah. Well, I'm thinking about it as a horror guy. And not an overly religious guy, so that's why I'm tripping. But if I'm overly yeah. religious and my pastor who's doing miracles is telling me don't fear this joker, I'm I'm a ride with it. Yeah, also, yeah. I will admit the best thing in here that kind of helped but ruined it. I was watching it with my wife, and my first thing my wife said was, Man, why all these people got this bad makeup? They must be trying to show them younger later on. And I go, Oh fuck. <laughs> and it, it started that's making I, that's exactly together what I thought very every time they flash that old guy stumbling around fucking Jerusalem, I'm like, that's a like, young oh, guy that's with makeup. A bad makeup. That's yeah. <laughs> number one. Old the old face makeup in this is terrible. It is yeah, horrible. Yeah. So bad. Yeah. And, but the problem is, is that mom. once she said that, I put everything together very like almost 
she said it like episode two, and I was like, yeah. "Oh yeah. shit, I know what's going on." So that's what only I would say it hurt me because the makeup was a, is so bad that my non-movie watching wife put yeah. that together quickly, and it, it made me string all together and go, "Oh, I know what's going on now." And so, yeah, does the um, doctor's mom get young? Oh, she gets very young. Okay, because there's a <laughs> yeah. shot in episode two. It's a side shot of her face, and it it's bad. The old yeah. the old person makeup is bad. So. Yeah, the lady right. they got to play that actress is like twenty one or some shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, that's that is the lady. That's that is the exact scene when Jess was like, "Oh, their makeup from them is really bad. They must be going to play some like that scene we just talked about is exactly when she said it." So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, man. I thought it was cool. I thought it was the best kind of horror where they were telling the story. It was suspenseful, but it wasn't so overladen with mystery. That it wasn't to the point where I'm trying to figure out the mystery more than paying attention to what's going on. It actually made me want to know what's going on, but also cared about the conversations being had around the, the, this whole thing. So, but I I wrote this on Facebook. Y'all need to start mm-hmm. closing your windows at night, okay? Because when the sheriff turns off his lamp and the fucking vampire is looking on the window, that scared the shit out of me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, why yeah, is yeah. the window not closed? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, it's funny about that. Uh, when the pregnant gay girl goes to the doctor at the end of the, like in the middle of the night for spotting, and then she's like, you know, it's good, you can bounce, and then she leaves. The doctor locks her door, and I think to myself, I'm like, this is a small fucking ass town. Why is that doctor locking her door? I was like, this is the kind of town that you don't lock your doors in. Ironically, encounter encounter completely. What are you talking things. about? <laughs> There's they one lock town there. drunk that wanders around and sometimes ends up in the pokey. For trying to break into the general and store. that's also cool about this why it kind of uh negates some of the horror tropes of people just acting stupid especially like for bull you know who's walking around at night in this town when there's obviously a vampire running around but he walks into the, and like if you were from a small town where you're just like someone's playing a joke on you of course you'd be like yeah Yo, who's yeah. in there ryan is that you i'm gonna walk in there exactly. you know yeah. whereas you know if this is like the city or something like that like you very would, different story it would be a stupid thing for a person to do yes all right, but, well, Jen, your review on your thoughts on Midnight Mass? Uh, well, all right. So I know that I am. Uh, I, so I only got through like the first uh, three or four episodes before I got on. So um, and I watched them all today. So I'm a little more fresh on the beginning of this. I'm surprised none of you uh, <laughs> brought this up. My first note on this is white guy gets four to ten. He takes four. <laughs> <laughs> Like they're like, you're gonna be sentenced to four to ten years in the state penitentiary. He's like, I'll take four. And, and <laughs> four years later, I'm like, we're gonna do the four. <laughs> I'm good with the we, four. Thank you. You keep we, the we, ten. We don't. We don't point this out, Jaren, because we're used to it. Like that's normalized for us. Of course, like, he's only gonna be in there. For, yeah. Yeah. No, no, if he was no, a black dude, he would have got the death penalty, man. That's, that's no, if it was a black dude that got four to ten, he took the four. We'd have been like. Man, a black dude got like we would have talked about that. Man, a white dude, oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Tara Betts would have got. They would have thrown some extra charges on fucking oh. Deshaun's ass. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. White white dude doing it. Yeah, that's just normal. Uh, from what I've seen so far, I really enjoy uh, the fact that they had that conversation where uh, Riley talks about researching all of the religion and still comes up with an atheist. That kind of made him my hero. Um, <laughs> but then you also get like all these other like valid points about other religions. Like even the religious people speak uh, informed and eloquently about where they're coming from. And it makes you, at least gives somebody of an atheistic mind like myself, you know, 
pause. It, it makes me realize that, that everybody else is an idiot. There's another, there is a valid argument to be made on the other side of it, which I appreciate because when it's, when it's talked about in that fashion, sometimes you can forget, you know, people that want to get rid of abortion or fight holy wars that kill hundreds of thousands of people, you know, all that religious <laughs> shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, it did bother me immediately, though. Felt salty that uh, our our boy was apparently wealthy for a small bit of time and didn't send any money to his clearly poor fucking ass family on the <laughs> island of misfits. So you know, <laughs> made made me a little made me a little sad about my atheist not helping out his folk because you know we like to think of ourselves as as moralistic folk. Uh, okay. At one point in time, the uh, the new father makes a sermon. Uh, I think it's one of his first and he uses like an abstract thing and then talks about lots of traffic on an island with 100 people <laughs> that I don't think I've seen a, a moving vehicle in the group and he's supposed to be like <laughs> traffic guys am I right sometimes Are there cars on the island? I don't I, I didn't see one in the first three episodes there were some boats on the side <laughs> of roads that were just like very much on land and not in the water but I didn't see a car I did see a mobile home. I don't know how it got there because there was no car <laughs> attached to it. Yeah. <laughs> but he tries to use like getting stuck in traffic as a thing. And I'm like, he's looking out at these people and I'm like, these motherfuckers don't understand that they're, that's a different thing, man. <laughs> they don't care about traffic. They don't experience traffic. Uh, yeah. But I thought that was hilarious. And that's the only other note I made. I do like that. They, again, they, they give, both sides of the religious argument like i think fair game uh especially when riley and and uh the father like kind of square off uh when they're alone in those uh those uh alcoholic anonymous meetings riley lays into him and everything he's saying i'm like yes the, I, I i feel the exact same way why would a god do this why does a god let a kid die of cancer that kind of mentality that idea right and he's like you claim he's good but he's he you he's only good in that he that he tells you you can find salvation and and something in suffering which is things that he creates like that whole thing and then his like de-escalating of the situation going i have an answer for you about why i thought that girl could walk but it's not an answer that you're going to you're going to you're gonna accept it's it's you're gonna want more i could tell you that i felt it and you know my mitochondria or whatever star wars bullshit was going on and uh, you know the force or it helped me see that the girl possibly could walk but that's not gonna be enough for you and he acknowledges to his eternal credit riley goes you're right i, I I'd probably want more like i like that 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 is kind of the crux i feel like the best arguments were made for both sides of this story about religion and I think they were done well. And I think they were both given one wasn't made to look stupid or far-fetched or silly. Uh, they both kind of had their, that's what I, I genuinely enjoyed that aspect of it. Also all of the Catholic shit, the hymns over some of the, like, <laughs> like, like it, I had some serious PTSD about some, some old school Catholicism that I was involved with. So uh, uh, yeah, no, uh, I, I, and I agree with Jason uh, number one, uh, as, as far as it being horror, there is something going on, but that is not the most pervasive thing. They kind of nestle you in as a watcher of these people in kind of a safe bubble to just experience 
very low, like small stakes, but interesting interreactions with these characters, like everybody. And there is something in the periphery that, you know, something wicked this way comes. Uh, but it's never like, at least in the first three episodes, it's very ancillary and it's yeah. very out there. It's far away, but it's getting closer. But everything around you in the show so far is so enthralling and worth watching and the characters are so well written and their interactions are so well put together and well acted that even though you know something horrible is on the horizon you're just like but let's figure out what's happening now did she poison that dog i hate that woman you know what i mean like <laughs> like and you might not have got to this yet uh Aaron, I but probably. the question is not only did she poison the dog what she did, she definitely poisoned the dog, but was she yeah, also right. poisoning the father? Right, right, right. Like she, she, she wields that uh, that rat poison with deft precision. So, yeah, yeah. And also, she's the type. She's so fucking the type. Such a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad. Discount <laughs> Dolores Umbridge. Discount. <laughs> Dollar Tree. We got Dolores Umbridge at home. <laughs> Dolores Dollar, Umbridge. <laughs> Dollar Tree. Dolores Umbridge. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So uh, from what I've seen, I liked it a lot. I, I am uh, uh, sorry in advance for not realizing it was a series. Uh, I thought it was a movie. Like I, I joked about it earlier, probably a B movie starring Megan Fox based on the title. But uh, uh, I a, will finish it outside of the podcast because she's I, a I'm, nun, which she's a naughty nun that needs to be. Yeah. And there's a vampire. <laughs> and there's a vampire. And she's got guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time to pray to Jesus. One hundred percent. But uh, yeah, no, uh, I genuinely enjoyed it. So uh, yeah, Jason, back to you. Jason. Oh, I already. I mean, yeah. But well, I guess it's up to ratings. Yeah. Yes. So. Jason, are we doing? You give uh, midnight mass. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. As a as I say, uh, things that make me cry. I put an extra, I did put an extra point on this. At the end of this, I was straight balling. Like mm. I was crying, crying. Like the marbles episode of of like uh, the marble. I think I cried balling? worse in the end of this than I did in the marbles episode of, of really. This. Yeah. Okay. Now because it's you know when you have like because I don't want to spoil it for anybody because I think people should definitely watch the show. Yeah. There's this mm. point with, between a father and a son. You can probably guess mm. which characters. I was I was I was crying. I was crying. Right. I can't I can't All lie. Right. I was I was tears running down my face. So I'm gonna <laughs> give this a four point five out of five. Because wow. I love this. Wow. This show is just so great. Okay, okay. Um I'm probably gonna give it a, a three point five. I thought it was good, I thought it was fun. Uh, sometimes it got kind of preachy, got kind of <laughs> brow beady, got kind of brow beady some parts of it. Yeah, like, and, but uh, other than that, I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the conclusion. I enjoyed how, like, I felt like all the actions were pretty much realistic, but it did kind of sometimes be like, learn that Bible. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to give it a 3.5. Uh, Jaren, what do you got on your initial watch? Uh, for the for the first three episodes, I can give it a solid, uh, I'm giving it a solid three for uh, if you have Netflix, absolutely watch it. Uh, I've got four more episodes to go. I might update that in the future, but as it stands right now, it's a solid three. The characters are great. 
If you have it, watch it. It's it, you're not going to be disappointed with the first three episodes. I guarantee that. And to my sister who doesn't like scary things, it's not that scary at all. So it, yeah. <laughs> there's only one time when I was like legitimately scared. It's it's not scary. <laughs> yeah. All right. And on that note, that's another <laughs> edition of the In Word for Nerd podcast coming to you. This was a long show, guys. I know it's 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 a lot of content. Hopefully you enjoy it. If you don't, cut out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still a long show. Still a two-hour show. Cutting that out. Uh, so with all that being said, please remember as always to like, share, follow us, and subscribe on Head Cannon Circus everywhere. YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, and if you are on YouTube, please remember to hit that notification bell so you'll be notified when we post more content jaren any final words and closing words for us today uh no i appreciate you guys uh tuning in also if you're on youtube and you're smashing that uh bell chances are you're getting a edited down and uh bite-sized version of this that are broken up to smaller easier digestible pieces so uh you're not looking at what are we at two hours and 22 minutes you're not going to be looking at that on your you looking that at that in its entirety on YouTube, just cut out pieces that are easy, you know, but 10 minutes, 16 minutes, maybe. So yeah, hit that bell. All right. And Jason, any final words? It's only two hours and 24 minutes. Y'all some bitches. Y'all can't sit through this. This is good content. All right. This is great shit. It is. <laughs> it Tip is. your service and bartenders 20%. Be kind and consider to one another. And then, uh, that being said, we will see you all next week. Peace, sweet, peace.